All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So on today's topic, I want to talk about Cobra Kai. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's amazed me how much this perspective of uh, the show can change it uh, so much. Um, Because what we started with, with uh, Karate Kid and um, the four movies that we got from that franchise is uh, one perspective. But in the classic uh, uh, tone of yin and yang, you've got to tell both sides. So um, it's it's yin and yang. It's it's Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai. So no matter how much darkness you have, you only know darkness because of light. (laughs) And even just a a beacon of light can manifest and show through the dark. Um, Same thing where you can, I mean, the the brightest day can also provide shade and darkness um, because of the objects that are around us. So does that make the object evil? No, it's just a shadow. It's it's just what the light does in in reference um, to certain things. So... (laughs) It, it just blew my mind watching this show, seeing the similarities between characters, seeing the similarities between people. Um, the Miyagi of this show is different. Uh, uh, the, the Cobra Kai in this show is different. Um, Daniel is different. Um, the teachings are different. Um, where sometimes you wonder, wow. Were we too rough on them? Or wow, were we too nice to them? And you really get to to challenge certain ways of thinking. You know, Mr. Miyagi is searching for balance in all things. In the way he cleans and and, and cleans up homes and and does restoration. Like I, I, for one, believe he'd be like a guy that would love Menards. Like you'd see him at Menards like every month. It's kind of like me now. That's my new Toys R Us. But Crease is just saying, remove the threat altogether. Like, we're not doing any threats. Like, we're just going to train and train and train. And then the second a threat pops up, it's done. We're not asking questions. We're going to strike hard. We're going to strike fast. And we're going to show no mercy. So, so let's talk about... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Cobra Kai, though. Let's talk about Daniel LaRusso. Let's talk about Johnny Lawrence, because these two classic characters, they are literally the Ken and the Ryu. They are the ice and the fire. They're the yin and the yang. They're the day and the night. Like, let's break it down this way. You've got, you know, these three key parts of the show that uh, uh, made it so deep and meaningful for me which is, you know, your personal life, your personal reflection, how you see yourself, your drives, ambitions, hopes and dreams. Um, But ultimately, like I said, how you see yourself. Number one. Number two is family. You know, like it's irreplaceable. Number three is work. How do you make money? How do you manifest your dreams and desires into a financial fruit or profit to live the life as closely as possible to what you want to live. Daniel LaRusso, 
doing great on the personal reflection. Daniel LaRusso, doing great on the family. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got this cute daughter. You know, everybody's fed. He's got his little, you know, stuck up son. You know, he's doing great, Um, which actually I'll come back to that son in a little bit. And as far as work, Daniel LaRusso is doing great. He's got his own uh, uh, dealership. He's known all over town. And, you know, aside from uh, aside from I want to say his advertising, like he doesn't even need karate anymore. He doesn't even use it. Um, But, you know, randomly from time to time. Now, let's look at let's look at Johnny Lawrence. (laughs) Johnny Lawrence has a horrible personal life. Johnny Lawrence has a horrible family life. Johnny Lawrence has a horrible work and career life. Like they show him getting fired. And I'm like, dang, man, like he can't do anything right. All he can do well is drink beer. (laughs) He's having a Coors, which I don't know if if you guys know it or not. Like, boy, that's a silver bullet. You'll take down some werewolves with them with them Coors. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I do not want to ruin the show for you. I do not want to uh, uh, damage the show for you and the chances of you watching it. But boy, this show, boy, it got me going. And and the funny thing is, like, if you go back and look at how their lives are, are changed from karate, this system that combines the mental and the physical world to elevate your spiritual sense also comes back to elevate your physical and mental world. Now, the personal life for Daniel LaRusso, this is how he combated bullying. This is how he built confidence. The family component for Daniel LaRusso, this is how he assured his mom that he was okay at this new school. Ironically, He was having a tougher time in Cali than in New Jersey. I think he's where he lived, which is like really crazy. I'm like, it's way rougher in the East Coast than the West Coast. But, you know, by assumption, by stereotype. Um, But, you know, not always. Oops. (laughs) His family life. Yes. And this built confidence. Not only did he date Allie. But later he uh, uh, dates um, the girl in the, the second movie and, you know, he has to fight for her honor and her love. But she goes off to some dancing school and that's what she really, really wanted to do. And then he also goes uh, uh, in um, off into the world and later marries and dates his, his, his beautiful wife, who is a strong component to how he runs and successfully does business because she's a partner. She's, I believe he says, the CEO. So she keeps him on track and keeps the business making money and keeps him in his meetings. The last piece, how is work? I just said it. His family and work intertwined. So now he's got family members working with him. His wife is keeping him in line. You know, uh, uh, karate helped him greatly. Now, let's look at what karate did to uh, uh, Johnny Lawrence. Now, according to now his backstory, we know that Johnny Lawrence had kind of a toxic life living with kind of like a snob stepdad who just because of his money chose to bully everybody. So karate gave him in his personal life 
the ability to strike first, to strike hard and to have no mercy because he was looking for that. And, and I think everybody knows as a little boy, as a boy, you do not have a defense because you're so small. You're, you're so vulnerable. You're so innocent and, and, and uh, debutante <laughs> is the word. Like you don't know anything about life. You can be struck and hit from anything so much more easier than you are as a grown man. You're vulnerable. And Cobra Kai Karate gave him an ability to not even need the defense. I will strike first. I will strike hard. I will have no mercy. Um, also, um, it reversed the stepdad issues. So now he's not waiting for acceptance. He's at the school. And, and for those of you that don't understand this, there are things that happen to you in high school that last a lifetime, good and bad, good and bad. Now, he's walking around in this high school with confidence, with reassurance. And until Daniel LaRusso, we don't know if he's a bully or not. We don't really know. So. Um, and then as far as work, you know, it made him independent. He works with his hands. He's an installer. He does home improvement similar to Mr. Miyagi. He works with his hands a lot. There's a lot of peace and serenity in working with your hands. So. Looking at this show and how karate has changed them and builds them up, not just mentally, but also physically, it, it, it changes a lot, you know, um, and, 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 and looking back on it. Um, <laughs> funny thing is, if you look at this show culturally, it, it tells an amazing story. Yeah. So let's look at the cultural differences like. The, the, the typical stereotype of the young high school white male um, then is the same thing it pretty much is now, you know, full of energy, you know, arrogant. And, uh, and I'm talking about like the Johnny character, not all white males, <laughs> um, full of energy, arrogant, pops his collar, you know, pretty boy can have all the girls, has got daddy's money, you know, nice car, you know, limitless uh, capabilities, right? It's it's almost like he has to want for nothing. You know, it's, it's like he's just going to walk through life and whatever opposition comes his way, you know, just makes him look even better. You know, he slips and falls, he starts breakdancing in the middle of the lunch hall, you know? It's like that. that was how they made Johnny Lawrence look. And then with uh, Daniel LaRusso, um, this is, for me, like the third or fourth most popular Italian character that I've seen, where in, in most films and movies, you know, they scare you with these Italian mobsters. You know, you got Goodfellas, you know, uh, uh, The Godfather, um, Casino, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci. You know, Ray Liotta, you know, they show you these guys and it's like when you finally get to Rocky, you know, years before that, you're like, wow, this is a really nice guy. Like he's not like, you know, you're not like the other guys. <laughs> you know, he's this really nice guy who honestly everybody wants to toughen up and wants to have more drive and ambition to, you know, knock the piss out of people because, 
I mean, you've got, you know, the same energy, you know, with Daniel LaRusso and Cobra Kai uh, with, uh, you know, Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed because Apollo Creed is just trash talking Rocky in both movies, like literally in both movies saying it was a, a <laughs> it was just a fluke, you know, <laughs> like, boy, what I wouldn't give to see Apollo Creed and Cobra Kai come together and, and form a. Uh, mixed martial arts club um so uh yeah it's like the role of the italian male we got to see um a little bit different like if anybody's seen the bronx tale you know collegiano was this you know really nice kid who his dad wanted to stay out of gangs and you know especially at this time period he gets mixed up with a black girl beautiful black girl and falls in love with her it's like how could you do any more wrong in your life but to get involved with drugs and then fall in love during segregation with this beautiful black girl it's like it's like all he, he's doing all the things wrong according to not just morals but now society dating you know this black girl um beautiful girl terrell hicks a gorgeous um but uh, yeah, like Daniel LaRusso embodies to me like what an Italian-American wanted to be at that time, which was he moves from that area of, of mafia-ish <laughs> uh, uh, style area, you know, in the East Coast and comes out to Cali to have a new life you know, to, to do all the stuff that you do out in Cali. And he is a little bit of a hothead and, you know, he is fun, but you've got, uh, you know, Ken and Ryu, you know, Rien is this Zen master who's got the peace and balance searching for the perfect level of fighting. And Ken is this hothead who's flashy and trash talking and has the flames, you know, coming out of his fist. And, you know, here's Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence, you know, the the Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed, um, the Rocky Balboa and Ivan Drago, the Fire and the Ice, Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Um, and you can just go on and on. So with their characters, you know, I see so much, you know, has developed in them. And I think that was the thing for me that I attached to and latched onto so much was, wow, you know, Daniel LaRusso is really being an ass right now. You know, it, it, it was like that kind of thing because Johnny Lawrence doesn't have anything in comparison to, um, he doesn't have anything in comparison to uh, Daniel Lawrence or, or uh, Danny uh, LaRusso. Danny has the money. Danny has the family. Danny has the personal life. I mean, he's got a karate dojo, you know, just right there in his place. You know, how do you do better than that? Look at what Johnny Lawrence has. I mean, he's got this tiny apartment. And this is why I'm saying this. It leads me to this, this proverb where if a wise man and a fool are arguing in a distance, it's hard for two people to distinguish which one is which. <laughs> so if, 
I mean, let's just say it like this. Let's say the president or a nominee or somebody that you look up to that you think is of high stature is on the street in front of McDonald's in the hood, in the ghetto, by a trailer park or downtown, like fighting literally in a brawl with a homeless man. You know, it's like, oh, is the rich guy fighting the homeless man or is the homeless guy fighting the rich guy? Like nobody will really know. And if they're arguing back and forth with one another, like that argument shows interest. It shows magnetism. So me being able to pull you to me means that we're bonded together in a way that is it's not going to be done with just that day. So when a wise man and a fool are arguing from a distance, it's hard to tell which one is which. And that proverb, is, it, it stuck with me my whole life. <laughs> it's, it's now one of those things that helps me, you know, navigate um, through like relationships with people. So let's talk about these characters, because uh, like for me, um, there was so much that was put into these characters to give it a, a, a more 2020 or realistic feel because the show was out on YouTube first, um, a more realistic feel in giving them depth into today's society. And what's the truth about Daniel LaRusso's character? There are rich guys that a lot of times involve themselves in things and butt their heads into things that they don't need to be involved in. Um, Daniel LaRusso's wife many times says, can we back out of this? Can we be done with karate? Because like, I don't know if I like what it's, what's happening to you, how it's changing you. Like you're not even paying attention to regular things because you're so locked onto karate. So Daniel LaRusso failed this part of balance um, in himself, where he was doing a great job of it with specific things like his car dealership, like his career, like money. You know, he was doing great with that in the focus of that thing. But now as we see it, he he's now making himself the villain because he's making everything about his pain in the past and not understanding and assessing the truth of what's really going on. I mean, Johnny Lawrence is almost homeless and he's picking on him. (laughs) He's actually picking on Johnny Lawrence where now the guy that was blessed is now cursed. And the guy that was cursed is now blessed. And both of them are about to be on the same level because they won't take the time to explain to one another what's going on on. But hey, let's break these characters down because um, um, we'll just go through it. Uh, For me, um, Daniel LaRusso uh, represents what happens in life when you finally get to what you want. The only problem is you got to be ready. You got to be ready to face the new opponents. So yes, you can have everything that you want in life. Yes, you can be at the top status. But if you think that that just means, like I actually had this happen to me recently. If you think that means that you won't be flirted with, tempted, uh, uh, have a finger pointed at you or jabbed in some way, boy, you're you're rudely mistaken. 
And it really is all about how you respond to that stuff. You know, no, thank you, sir. I, I, I'm good. Like, I don't need any of that. I'm good. You know, it's like you think you're living a good life and doing well. And then somebody just walks up and offers you cocaine. It's like, whoa, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then when they keep trying to push it on you, it's like, hey, I'm good. Like, I don't even get down like that. Like, I'm good. But like, say I get in a fight with this man. And he's offering me, I don't know, anything, really. Well, if the police pull up, they're just going to see two idiots fighting. They're not going to know the story. They're just going to be like, well, why did you escalate the situation like this? Why didn't you de-escalate it, being the smarter man, being the better man, being a peaceful man? All it takes is one. And you know this, like as a black male, or especially with Johnny Lawrence and Daniel LaRusso with registered hands, boy, you start hitting and hurting people. They're going to be like, well, wait, aren't you from that Cobra Kai? Oh, he's danger. He's bad. He's a menace to society. Don't ever uh, uh, don't ever associate with him. He'll, he, he's all about taking your money and trying to take your life. He, he's a double villain. <laughs> but yeah, um, Daniel LaRusso um, represents to me what happens when you get it all. And then you have to be responsible with it. Johnny Lawrence re- represents what happens when you lose it all and what you have to do to ultimately be back on top. I've went through this where you have to grab a hold of the things that pulled you up and understand that you now have the choice to filter and remove the things that knocked you down. It's OK to pull yourself back up and get strength from the things that gave you strength. But you now have the mindset and the tools to filter out, to go through your garden and pull out the weeds. Even if you have to do it every year, you've got, I think, what they call perennials, people that, that do a lot of gardening. You can go out and pull out those years. You might uh, weeds. You might have to do it every year, but do it. Don't just think, oh, now that I'm back wearing the school the the sneakers that I wore in high school I'm just like I was in high school well now I mean let's be real men you know this um I'm not going to get up and run and dunk and and jump around like I was when I was 18 so yes I can go back to the court and have fun but no I'm not I'm not moving and jumping around like I was when I was 18 no sir like I can go to the court but I don't have to be like I was when I was 18 you know cuz I was making some mistakes that only an 18-year-old would make compared to now, no. Now, Miguel, um, Miguel really reminded me a lot of myself. I've been that athlete. I've been that martial artist where um, you are too sensitive. (laughs) Like I told one of my best friends, I was like, man, we're in this Cobra Kai. You and I are in this. I was like, I'm Miguel and you're uh, Robbie. And if you know how this, 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 the story ends, like you're like, whoa, you're really calling yourself them two people. Well, honestly, that's like my one of my best friends. He's that dangerous. He's a Kung Fu master now. And uh, around the time we met, we weren't. Neither one of us were taking Kung Fu. So <laughs> like me being Miguel, always emotionally hurt, getting beat up, getting hurt. It's like... Man, that's me. You know, it's like, yeah, you can be a golden child, but you have to understand you are going to have to go through some things and find that balance in life 
to mentally uh, uh, prepare for things. You don't have to fight everybody. You don't have to be in a fight for everything, but you do have to prepare. You do have to understand that you can't always strike first. You can't always strike hard. You, you sometimes will have to show mercy and make sure when you're showing mercy, you understand that the person understands that you're showing mercy. <laughs> but with Robbie, you know, Robbie was that kid that was out there wiling, just doing wrong. But a good man in a good environment pulled the good things out of him. It doesn't mean that there won't be a chance where he'll have a flare up. But this man was willing to protect someone that was worth protecting. And that's what he did all the way up to the point where, you know, it made him look like the bad guy. If you all have seen the show, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> Samantha is the intersection of generational problems. So here we have the children now eating the same beef that the dads had. The children are now dealing with the same issue that the dads had. And all the dads had to do was sit down in a room and talk. It's just foolishness. And that's why the moms, Miguel's mom says, I don't like what's happening to my son. You've given him confidence. You've given him greatness. You've given him all these things. But there's a look on his face that I don't like. That's not my baby. That's not the innocence that I birthed. Women know this when they see their children. I think it maybe is harder for women to watch their sons turn on that game face because if they don't have a, a, a basketball or I'm sorry, a, a, a football helmet on, you can see it. Like you can see your son literally change <laughs> during a fight, wrestling or all of that. Like they, they lock on and it's a different look. Um, so, yeah, Samantha represents to me um, the intersection of generational problems, a beef that should not be hers. But now her karate is helping her handle herself in this beef that is not her issue. And now she's doing some of the same stuff that dad is doing wrong. She's just jumping to conclusions. And you see that when she interacts with Tori. Like here you have like a lot of Cobra Kai is poor and nerds. <laughs> and that's who the LaRussos are picking on, which is like. Now they're the 1%. They're the wealthy. They're up top now looking down. And it's like Daniel even had to say it. I remember when I was Cobra Kai. So <laughs> now Hawk. Hawk is Johnny Lawrence. Hawk is Johnny Lawrence. Hawk is Johnny Lawrence. And if, 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 you, if you haven't ever met a Hawk, like these guys, um, um, a lot of people don't understand in today's society, Hawk is your sniper. Hawk goes to the school and shoots shoots people, shoots kids. Hawk is the kid that um, goes to juvie or was beat up, you know, and then then goes joins a gang, joins the Crips and the Bloods. Like Hawk is that kid that had the mom call the school while he's crying and say they're bullying my son, they're beating my son, they're hurting my son. And you're watching your son crying and hurt and mad. And he's this innocent little mama's boy. But what happens? He turns 10, 11, 12. 
He learns how to fight. He learns how to fire a gun. He goes online and looks at this stuff or he sees some movie or some video or in his hurt or in his pain, somebody latches on to him and says, I can teach you how to bite people and inflict venom into them. And this is the danger that nobody's picking up. How many hawks, how many Johnny Lawrences are there that have these issues, these daddy issues, these home issues? They've never been taught a defense or they go out and they're constantly ridiculed to the point where they're so hurt and mad at people that they do anything to make it stop. And he did. <laughs> he did. And for a while, it was so impressive to watch this change. But you don't know if it's going to go from zero to 60 real quick. You don't know which direction he's going to be driving that car. Like, how fast is he driving? Uh-oh, he's running stop signs. So Hawk was such an amazing character to see because to me, he represents what many of us do, which we don't want it. Sometimes we do road rage. Sometimes we do snap on people. Sometimes in our agitation, we, uh oh, did I say that? I guess I did. I didn't realize I was that wound up. I didn't realize I had that much caffeine. I didn't realize I was that agitated. Um, Dem <laughs> Dimitri um, is maybe one of the greatest characters in this show. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Aisha. Aisha. Aisha's whole energy um, in that show references and shows me what so many great married women and even my wife show and represent, which is um, the journey of a woman to get that confidence, to get that strength, to build up into relationships, um, to to use your body as more of a tool for your benefit and not something that people will look at and talk about. So not only was it fun to watch this character grow and watch Aisha grow because like, you know, this is somebody's daughter. Is this my daughter? You know, my daughter is three now. You know, I don't know if this is how she's going to be. You know, will she be so sensitive, you know, that she has to hide almost? And I love seeing Trudy from um, uh, uh, God, the 80s show. A lot of 80s people popped up. Um, but see... I love seeing her explain how much confidence her daughter now has because of Cobra Kai, how much assurance she has because of Cobra Kai. And she goes on and on like any mother. This is where my baby has learned confidence. Look at my daughter. She's doing well in life now because she's this smart, loving, intelligent, creative young girl where she should be cherished and loved and beautiful. And Cobra Kai gave her that. So I, I love watching Aisha get that because I'm watching women get that now on like Facebook and Instagram. I have a friend um, who was a little thicker and she's now training women to look their best. And number, one of the number one things she says is you get rid of that scale. She's like, I weigh this much and look this good. And even when I was my like she compared the two weights, she was like at this weight. This is what I look like at this weight. I weigh more and I look better. I have a six pack. I have toned abs. I have nice legs and she's gorgeous. So she's training women to do that. And I want to call that the Aisha effect because it was just wonderful to see her character grow and blossom. And I think in the third season, we're going to see like heads roll. Like I think her character is going to continue to evolve in a way where 
Like I said, they do an excellent job of this in this show. Personal reflection. Who are you? Your family. That and then your work. What do you do as a career? And, and for these kids at school. Um, Dimitri, as I come to a close, Dimitri is, is one of my favorite characters. Really reminds me of my sister, who's just so brainy, so intelligent. And uh, Daniel says to him, he's like, you're so neurotic. You think and overthink everything. He was like, use that ability to your benefit. And it, it's something that we don't teach in today's society. If you're going to think a lot about a lot of things, well, travel that journey. Go with it. Go all the way. And, and find the peace in it and how you can use it. If you're constantly thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking about things, find the way to use that to your benefit. And he, he has Dimitri do this, and I absolutely love it. We have so many Dimitris out in the world today. And <laughs> I love how Game of Thrones reference, I love how Daniel says, well, you can even, even a Samuel Tarly can be the hero. Anybody can be the hero at any time. That's the most beautiful thing about life. And that's like Daniel's really spitting facts here because he's really just speaking into what Mr. Miyagi gave him and the wisdom that he's had to grow on his own, which he should be taking. You got to be the hero. It's not always about fighting and beating Cobra Kai with your fist. Maybe you should beat them in theory. Maybe you should beat them in teaching. Last but not least was Tori. Good God. Tori represents the temptation and or truth that you can have it all or be the best, but don't upset her. Now, this was maybe one of the weirdest things that came along in the story because I think that's Terry Silver's daughter from, uh, uh, you know, Karate Kid uh, 3. But Tori represents something that Miguel is not going to understand at 16, 17, and 18. Miguel isn't going to understand what Tori really represented. She comes into his life as this beautiful young girl that knows karate and can meet him on every level. She goes to his high school. She's cute. Mom probably approves. And she knows karate. She actually threw him around the dojo. He was hurt and just got out of a relationship with Sam. And he was trying and trying and trying and Sam would not get, she just wouldn't get it. They just kept miscommunicating. They just, it just didn't work. And uh, the more he tried, the more things just fell off. Then comes Tori. Ironically, she sweeps in like an angel. And when he is trying to love a woman, here's a woman. When he's working on his karate, she knows karate. He's going to his high school, she goes to the high school. And they start hitting it off. But what does he do? This is the number one thing that you don't do with a gift and a blessing. He got caught kissing another girl at a party. Now, Tori sees this, and because of this, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. That little girl started a fight with the whole school. People's nose are getting broken. People are getting kicked off of stuff, breaking their backs, breaking arms. 
Uh, the stunt double even lost some teeth because <laughs> he, I guess he has fake teeth, Miguel's uh, stunt double. But it's a very powerful lesson. When you get it all, when you get it all, Miguel and Daniel LaRusso, same way. When you get it all, make sure the people that are closest to you know that they are loved and respected and cherished. When they don't feel that way, you will see a wrath of hell from within like never before. So, all right, you all. Peace and love. I love you all. I hope you love me back. Um, this story, this show, just, I mean, so dope. So amazing. Um, I, I, I never thought that I would be so excited to see Cobra Kai. Um, but, hey, maybe there's a little bit of Cobra Kai all in us. And, um, you know, Daniel Kreese, I'm sorry, Kreese, uh, I mean, that was his motto, you know, remove the threats. But Miyago, uh, Miyagi-Do was all about balance. So it's just something that we need to, to build, something that we need to understand a little bit better about life is that yin and yang. You can, you can pick a side. That's, that's fine. Um, but we all should seek for that balance because that's ultimately what will help us win. All right, y'all. Peace and love. I love you all. I'll see you soon.